Hi, welcome back to This is a Terrible Place to Live with uh, myself, John Bauer. And me, David Damari. Uh, we didn't mention last time that this is a monthly podcast, so we should probably put that out there. And I didn't say my name last time, although I think people figured that out just by you talking to me. I think know? I said your name in like the the middle of the podcast. Also, it was in the description on Apple Podcasts. So, And also, Bobby's the only one that listened, so... Thanks, Bobby. We love you. Shout out to Bobby. Um, so you said you had a list of things to speak about. Yeah, I do. Um, if I can find it. Oh, yeah. Oh, Bandersnatch is the first thing on the list. Oh, yeah. So I really liked it. I thought the kid from... Uh, well, I guess he's not a kid anymore. But the guy who's in... The Voyage of the Dawn Treader, who played Colin. It was distracting that he was the kid from The Voyage of the Dawn Treader as Eustace, you know? I didn't realize I was the same guy, so. It's like, I'm painfully aware, painfully aware of it, like, the whole time I'm watching it. I'm like, ah, that was a very different character, but okay. I thought he did a really good job, though, as Colin. Like, Colin's probably one of my favorite parts of it. Yeah, I like the part where they were on the balcony. I, well, I guess spoilers. For Bandersnatch. Yeah. Bobby, have you seen Bandersnatch? Oh, okay. What? what? <laughs> uh, a closet just opened in the room that we're recording in. Yeah. Just that by was itself. Weird. Unless there's someone in the closet. Uh, in which case, they get a sneak peek to the podcast. So. Yeah. Also, that'd be real weird. Yeah, because we've been up here for like a good... 15 minutes already. Yeah, and they haven't said anything. So if they are, they're a real creep. Sorry if you're listening, person in the closet. <laughs> no, yeah, but like, I guess spoilers for Bandersnatch, because I, I do want to talk in depth about it. Yeah. But like, I'll, when I edit this, I will make sure that there's a time code for when we stop talking about it. So I think my favorite part, though, was when they're on the balcony and you can choose whether to jump off and kill yourself or have Colin do it. Did you do both? I Yeah, I chose to kill myself first. I did as well, but I did not go back. You Wait, you didn't go back? Uh-uh. You have you to. A, no, because you get a choice. You can either go back. Um, well, because I didn't talk about my mom. I didn't to either. The, to the therapist. And you can choose to either go back and talk to the therapist about your mother or go back and make Colin jump. Oh, I yeah, I went back and made Colin jump. I did not. And then I went and talked to my therapist about my mother. Well, not my mother. Uh, what's his name? What's the name of the guy? I don't remember, which is probably one of the biggest things I think is wrong with it, is that I don't remember the main character. Yeah. Did you uh, chop up his father? Oh, I guess we should talk about what Bandersnatch is. Yeah, we should probably. Unless <laughs> some, in, case in case someone, someone is listening and doesn't actually know what it is. Has I mean, Bobby seen Bandersnatch? Do you know? I don't know if he's seen it. I don't remember. We've talked about it, though. Bobby's I, I know Andrew target saw demographic. It. <laughs> um, but like Bandersnatch was a Black Mirror short special that is interactive, so you can make choices, and it's it's um, it's basically a telltale video game. Yeah, but like movie. Yeah. Also, there's actual consequences. Yeah. <laughs> to your actions, unlike Telltale games. So. Well, they don't make games anymore. So. Too soon. Well, you were just throwing shade at them. And you're like, too soon. <laughs> what? This is a double standard. Okay, yes, but they're in our hearts forever. So, why? I Apparently, don't know. you don't I like hate them Telltale very much. Games, so, I like I the just, Batman ones and uh, Walking Dead. But I played like one chapter of the Batman game and I just thought it was way too boring. So, oh, it got better. I, I didn't actually play it, I just watched it. So, like, did you get my favorite ending? My favorite ending was like apparently the least found ending according to like a survey that Netflix released, which is when you enter, uh, you go back to his dad's safe and you enter toy. Oh, I never even found that part. You never went to his safe? No. Oh, cause you have to, okay. When you're in his room. Oh, wait, no, I did. I you, entered... tell him, you tell him it's Pax. What did I enter? I think I answered like his name or something. Is that even an option? I don't know. I answered something, but I didn't open. You have to, well, but both of them opened. There's Pax 
and there's toy. Though at least those are the two options I got. Packs being program program and control. Yeah. Service. I don't, know I what don't that remember. For. I watched. I was very very tired when I watched it. I didn't get all of the endings either. Oh, yeah, I watched it at midnight. I oh, I only missed two. I didn't get the one where you got a five out of five on the. Uh, uh, that's one of the ones I missed. The review. I did not get that one either. I was talking to Lydia about it, and uh, she said that you had to chop up his dad to get that one. Yeah, I talked with Timothy about it, and he also said that one was good. I did not see that one. Uh, I didn't want to chop up his dad because I didn't want to see that. You know, I didn't. Right, yeah. And she said that uh, like it leaves his head on the his dresser, like his dad's head's just sitting there. Gross. Yeah. So I'm kind of glad I didn't see it, but I really wanted him to get a five out of five from that dude on the TV, you know? Yeah. Um, if you could talk a little bit more directly into your mic, that'd be good. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, what was I going to say? Oh, I liked the part where he kills his dad, though, and he's like, I don't have control. Yeah. And like he, how he's figuring it out. That was probably my favorite aspect of it, that he's realizing that he's in... Um, well, that he doesn't have control over the choices he's making. Okay, yeah. So if you go back to the room where the safe is and you open his dad's safe. Yeah. You said you never got there? No. You never I got, got in? to the safe, but I, I didn't open it. I don't know why. It, like it didn't open at all? There was nothing? I don't remember anything being in the safe. Okay, because when there's two and I did both and you can open it and one time it opens and it's like a bunch of files on him and his mother. Uh -huh. And it's like the program and control study. And uh, if you do that, then he walks in and is like, you can't, I knew that one day you'd find out it's all these tests. And his dad walks in and he's talking with his dad from the future in the past, which oh, is really wow. weird. And then he goes back to the future self. And then that's when he's like, I'm not in control. I'm not in control. You're controlling me. And he gets mad at his dad. Oh, he thinks, like, oh, oh, you're controlling weird. me. And then he, and then he kills his dad and you don't have any way to stop it. Then he does the, he kills his dad and you don't have any control over stopping it or not. Oh, wow. But if you go back and you enter, there's two different codes you can enter. If you enter toy, uh huh. he gets his, his pet rabbit, I think it was. Yeah. Back from his dad and his dad comes in and he's a little boy and he has his rabbit and he's like, let's put that back where it belongs. And he goes and puts it back under his bed and you can grab it. Uh huh. And then in the morning, he finds his rabbit. And then his mother's like, oh, we're going to have to go on the 845 train. Are you ready to go? And you can either say yes or no. And you say yes, you go with her and you die on the train. Oh, wow. And then, and then it cuts to, it's really emotional. It's really pretty. It's beautiful. I love it so much. And then it cuts to him in his therapist's office in modern day. Yeah. And uh, he's just dead in the chair and she's freaking out. And she's like, he just died. He just died there. I don't know what happened. Oh, dang. It's super interesting. I love it so much. I think my, one of my favorite things was when you get Colin to jump off the balcony and then like his wife will show up. He's like, yeah, Colin, Colin's dead. And she's like, you were, he's like, you were there. She's like, what? I like that part. Um, and the part where they were on drugs and all that stuff. I found that part cool. I didn't like the, 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 like, you don't have control thing. Did you ever say no to the drugs? No. I said no to the drugs and he gives you the drugs anyway. I always do drugs. Um, he, he asks if you want to take LSD at one point. And if you say no, he slips it into your tea. Oh, wow. To basically be like, you don't actually have control. I think I took LSD. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's a random thing to not remember, David. You don't remember taking LSD. Maybe I took a little too much LSD. I don't know if you get memory loss from LSD. I've never done LSD. You just though, said you you just said you don't remember taking I'm an inconsistent narrator. <laughs> um I also really like the part where his therapist is like, wouldn't it be more interesting if this were entertainment? Oh, yeah. And then you fight your therapist and you have like did a showdown. Actually, did you actually fight the th therapist? Yeah. I, I, I tried to climb out the window. Oh, no. I, I was like, I need to like draw this out as much as possible. Lydia told me what happened if you jumped out the window. Though. Yeah. No, I tried to jump out the window. If you try and jump out the window, uh, he goes and the window won't open. And then it zooms out and they're like cut. And it's like a big set piece and they're filming a movie. And um, everyone's like, 
what, what's the matter? That's not in the script. And he's like out of his mind, thinks he is the character he's playing in this movie. And it's all kind of psychedelic crazy. Pulls a Heath Ledger. Yeah. <laughs> what is, what happens if you do fight her? Um, you just have like an intense showdown and then I forget. And then, cause there were options in the fight. Like you could kick her and things like that. It was basically, so it was, do you want to fight? And it was like, yeah. And fuck. Yeah. So I did yeah. fuck. Yeah. Cause I did I, fuck. Yeah. As well. So then there was like the whole fight sequence. I think you get arrested eventually. So like it's real. It's not a movie. If you if you fight her, it's not a movie. Yeah. Oh, that's so weird. Yeah. That's crazy. I need to go back. I didn't get that one. I didn't get when the wife shows up. Apparently, there's also a version where uh, Colin's daughter grows up and makes the Netflix version of the of Bandersnatch. Whoa. And like she starts seeing the symbols that he had seen before. Man, I, I missed I didn't a lot see that. of Timothy them. told me about that one. I didn't see it. <laughs> also, there's a secret after credit sequence, apparently, that you can only get if you get all a, the endings with a, with a specific point. No, it's not all the ending. It's, it's just if you go through with a specific set of answers, you'll get this after sequence that's like a, a black mirror inside joke, I guess. I don't understand it because I don't watch the show. Yeah, I've only seen uh, before this... The one episode, uh, HMS Callister. I haven't seen that one. I watched the first two episodes of the first series and I couldn't get through the third. HMS Callister was pretty good. It was w really weird, but I guess all of their stuff is, you know, it's like. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the first one is about the mayor with the pig. I'm sure you've heard of that one. No. Oh, there's a very important person taken hostage and they requ they require the mayor to fuck a pig on live TV. What? Yeah. Like that's their demand. And everybody is so busy, like trying to figure out a way around it and like to meet these demands to get the person back that they don't realize that they've already released the person. They released the, the prisoner before the time that they have to do the demands by. Uh-huh. And then they go through with the demands. Oh. And then afterwards, like the whole thing is like they didn't have to. The person was making like a, a statement about how people will watch anything. It's like a really weird. I uh I was talking to Greg about Black Mirror because he's seen all of it. Greg um, is David's brother for anyone. I think we talked about that on the last one. I don't know. Because we talked about him getting married. Oh, yeah, we did. Yeah. Okay. I mean, everyone listening now is our friends, but if we ever do like actually get a following, people will probably come back and listen to old ones. So, Will they? I do. All right. If there's anyone in the future who doesn't know us, hey. What, you were talking about Black Mirror? Yeah. So I was talking to him about it, and... The way he described it, this was before I'd seen any of it, was as like a high-tech version of the Twilight Zone. I mean, I guess that makes sense. A lot of their, after the first series, a lot of their stuff revolved around technology. Yeah. And that even that first one was about technology. It just wasn't like high-tech. Yeah. HMS Callister was interesting, like, because he had these sentient computer programs trapped in a video game basically it was a vr game and then he'd go in and he'd be a captain and he, he could control them and stuff but they were self-aware it was really weird oh i think i've heard about that one and it's like star trek though they're all on a ship and he's oh, their I captain definitely, i definitely have heard of that one because i heard people talk about the the star trek spoof yeah i don't know i the other, the two I watched, the one was the, the pig episode and the other one was like, um, like there, everybody is in this world where they have to like ride bicycles to create energy. Oh, it's like that Rick and Morty episode. I don't, I've only watched a little bit of Rick and Morty. Well, basically he creates a universe inside his car battery and all, all the power that they generate in that universe is to power his car. 
and they don't know that, so they only get a little bit of the power that they're making. I oh yeah, I do know that episode, but I haven't seen it. Well, basically, like, I think it's supposed to be like post-apocalyptic. The world is like in a building now. Oh, uh, basically, they're all forced to watch TV all the time with like advertisements, and they have to pay to skip advertisements or pay to get special things or whatever. And they get they earn coins by riding faster and farther on their bicycle. So it's the way things are now where you have to pay to skip advertisements. Right, but they're surrounded by ads like their bedrooms, their walls are completely TV screens that never turn off. It's Hulu and the post-apocalypse. It's a Hulu, but all of your walls are playing it constantly without stop. You can't turn it off. Dang, Hulu got powerful. Yeah, for real. <laughs> but no, yeah, and then like there's like a, a an America's Got Talent style TV show that they watch that you have to like pay a lot of money to get on, and then and then like they'll you'll possibly win something, and then uh -huh. he helps this girl with a great singing voice get on it, and they give her this like juice that makes her like susceptible to uh, suggestions, and they're like you'd make a great porn star. And so she goes into the porn industry and he gets really mad because like she disappears and he never sees her again, except for like on TV, one of their ads for this porn thing that pop up that he can't skip. And he Hulu like put the porn on. <laughs> <laughs> Dang. And then so then he gets on the show with like a glass shard in his pocket and like threatens to kill himself on live TV and they're like, you'd, you'd be great as a news anchor. And so they give him a show wow. where he holds the glass shard to his neck every day and says the news and tells them that life is meaningless. And then and he like, but he like lives in a room where he doesn't have any TVs blaring anymore. So he's happy about it, I guess. Like he compromises. It's, it's really depressing, but it's quite good. I think my favorite episode of The Twilight Zone, not Black Mirror. I never saw The Twilight Zone, but yeah. Wait, you haven't seen The Twilight Zone? No. It's on Netflix. You should watch it. Oh, for real? I believe it was. They might have taken it off, but... I'll check. If it's not here, it might still be in the UK, so... Um, but no, there's this one episode where there's a guy who's like always trying to sit down and read, but there's all these other things that he has to do. And he has glasses, right? So everyone's always keeping him from reading his books. And then... He's in a, shelter, a bomb shelter underneath the library and bombs go off and kill everyone else. So now there's no one to distract him from reading his books. And he's sitting in this library, but then he drops his glasses and they break. <laughs> and he has... Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Uh, that is... And it makes you like genuinely sad. You're like, oh, poor guy. Uh, poor guy. Everyone else is dead, but poor guy. Yeah. Not Come only on, did... He lose everyone he knew, but he also lost his glasses, you know? I've thought about it more, and I've been like, actually, he could probably just go find some dude with glasses and try them on off his corpse, you know, until he finds the right pair, and then just go back to the library. But it ends there, so you never know if he does, so. True, yeah. Well, but if it's like, is it like a bomb that leaves like toxins? or? Oh, yeah, probably. I never thought about it. It I just mean, bonds Twilight off. Zone, so... They're probably, it's probably plot just holes. yeah. Did you want to? We were going to talk about the Oscar nominations. Oh yeah, I'm pissed. <laughs> I'm real. I'm really upset with them. You know, the Oscars are in shambles this year. They don't have a host. They've got oh, they've got the worst nominations. You know, Kevin Hart just needs to come back and host because he he just needs to. Well, now they've like a now. Oh, voice crack. Sorry. Sorry, Bobby. Um, we need to just refer like constantly throughout the entire podcast. We just call the audience Bobby. Our fan base is now called Bobby. You're welcome. Well, now if I want to talk directly to Bobby, it'll be difficult if there are other people listening. You'll figure it out. All right. Anyway, what was I even saying? Oh, yeah. Oscar nominations. You were saying that they found some, they've announced like something. Yeah, they've announced that they're going to have a certain list of celebrities who will appear on stage, like giving out awards, you know? Is there going to be like an opening monologue now? Who's going to do that? 
that's a good question. Because then they're the, basically the host, you know? You know, I don't know. I've never, I've never actually watched the Oscars in the past. I usually just like see the results later. I uh, know. I just like watch all the clips, like of the host giving the monologue of like certain speeches that people give, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I usually don't watch those either. I usually just look at the results. Ah, uh, you're lame. I don't know. Well, I'm probably, I don't know. Unless there's like something eventful, I probably won't watch much of this year. Cause uh, I don't know. Okay. So I have the nominations for best picture. You want to just um, go through like the whole list? Of, Not the whole list, but like a are, significant amount of the list. Yeah. Okay. So, like, the best picture nominations are Bohemian Rhapsody. Ew. The well, favorite. I seen it. That looked all right. I, I, don't, I thought it looked horrible. Oh, yeah, you said excited. that. I didn't know why. When we saw it, I just, we saw it, an advertisement for it, and yeah. I just didn't think it looked very good, so. I like Emma Stone. She's good. Yeah, mm-hmm. I do too, but I still, I don't know. Um, Black Panther. No. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. Okay, let's talk about that for a second. Black Panther. I find it really weird that the Academy finally broke down and nominated a Marvel movie. Well, I know exactly why they nominated this particular Marvel movie, but... Well, yeah, but like, (laughs) still, but this Marvel movie isn't even like... It's not top Marvel. No, it's a great movie, don't get me wrong, and I understand why they nominated it, but like, if a superhero movie was worthy of nomination, this would not be the superhero (laughs) movie I would pick. And even of last year, it could have been like Infinity War, you know, since True, that's yeah. such a momentous occasion that's been built up for like a decade, you know, it's like the Leo DiCaprio thing where he's been working for so long. You're like, ah, we'll give him like a lifetime achievement kind of thing, you know? Yeah. Or like Gary Oldman winning best actor, you know? I'm trying to think what other superhero movies came out last year? Um, Justice League. Well, that didn't, that that wasn't Oscar Can you imagine how pissed people would have been if Justice League got nominated? (laughs) (laughs) That's that's just really funny. That's like the Academy flipping off the general public, just like, ha ha. (laughs) Oh oh yeah. Well, uh, fricking, um, Venom broke a record. Yeah, but Venom wasn't good. Well, Black neither was Panther, Black Panther. Black Panther broke no records and was not an Oscar-worthy movie. It broke movie. some record, didn't it? Like opening weekend or something? Did it? I thought I heard that. I don't think it did. It had like some like money-making record. Um, I guess. I don't know. The, the set of nominations that I am very happy with, though, is animated pictures. Yes, same. Because um, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse was so good. We talked about that last time. Although you hadn't seen it then. I have seen it now. Good. It's very good. Very good. We agree. Very good movie. Um, Isle of Dogs. I'm I still of, haven't seen that one, but... I think I'm probably the biggest Isle of Dogs fan out there. You know? I, I think I talk about it more than is normal. You know? Um, you're the only person I know who has ever talked about it at all. Like, nobody I knew was excited about it. Nobody I knew ever mentioned it except for you. I don't know. It wasn't like really under the radar. It was a good movie, you know? And it's Wes Anderson, you know? Yeah. He's like a big deal. I've never seen a Wes Anderson movie. Oh, not even like Grand Budapest Hotel? No. Oh, okay. I need to, but I never have. And I think there's a large number of people in our generation specifically who have never seen a Wes Anderson movie. I guess he's like a hipster director. You know, he is. Yeah. Like hipsters and like film majors are like, I love Wes Anderson, you know? And I mean, I need to watch some because I've seen a lot of stuff about like his directing style yeah, and whatnot. And I'd really, really interested in it, but I have never seen a Wes Anderson movie. He's one of those directors where like, you'll see his work and you'll know it's him just like Edgar Wright or like Christopher Nolan, all those people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, back to best picture though. There's also black Klansman, which you and I agree. Yes. Out of the ones here, that is the one we want to win. And because not only is it just a really good movie, it's also a comedy. I want a comedy to win best picture, you know? And it's such a good comedy. It's so funny. Every scene with David Duke talking on the phone is hysterical. Like, and it's so uncomfortable. And Adam Driver, oh, he killed it. He better win Best Supporting Actor because he's in the nominations. He's so good. 
Mahershala so Ali was also in those nominations, and he was pretty good, but not as good as Adam Driver. His movie is also nominated for Best Picture, uh, Green Book. Yeah. Which I did not see. You did? I did see it, and I enjoyed it. It was rather heavy-handed. I mean, Black Klansman was kind of heavy-handed at the end, too. Yeah. I didn't really like the way they handled the end of Black Klansman, but I understood it, so like, yeah, I think I'll let it slide. The movie was good. For If you haven't seen it. There's this one, the story of the movie ends, and then there's footage of bigotry, basically. Um, well, but it's like, it's like 2017 riots. Yeah. From like really stupid riots that shouldn't have happened. Yeah. So it shows that footage, and I feel like it it kind of takes away from the how good the movie was, but I think it's not enough to ruin the movie, you know? Yeah, I would agree. It doesn't ruin it, but it is kind of weird. Um, that's really its only flaw, in my opinion. Would you agree? Yeah, I think that's its only flaw, probably. Um, but Green Book, though. The difference between them is Green Book is not nearly as funny, although it wasn't trying to be, but... I mean, it kind of framed itself as a comedy in the trailer. I mean, it has the, it has the comedic moments in the trailer. That's all of them? For the most part. Because those weren't very funny at all. I think they were played out better in the movie. Um, I guess guess that makes sense. Because they did that editing thing where they're like, and this is the scene, but then there's also like more of it that they cut, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And also it was one of those movies that's like making blanket, blanket statements, you know, where it's like, and the racist people live in the South. And they're all racist, you know? Yeah, that drives me crazy. <laughs> yeah. Because, <laughs> like, I've lived in the South my entire life, and I legitimately don't know very many racist people. I've met them. I, we've talked about this a little bit. I guess, I mean, I've met them, but I don't know any racist people, like, of, like, the people I, like, know personally. I think my biggest experience with it would be when I was going to church in Louisiana, my mother would sing in the choir there. She was the cantor. So, and she was in charge of making the music choices. Um, so one, one year it was the 4th of July and it was a Sunday. So my mom chose to sing, uh, sing, to sing the battle hymn of the Republic. Um, uh-huh. Uh-huh. because that's a patriotic hymn. Yeah. And it was appropriate for the 4th of July. It's a good song too, right? Yeah. It's a pretty good song. I mean, I can't think of it at the moment. If there's something in it that's not so great, I wouldn't remember. But Well, no, there isn't. But it's associated with the Union and the Civil War because that was their battle hymn. Oh, okay, gotcha. So then it was sung in church, and at least two people complained to the pastor of the church, and they said, if you ever sing that Northerner song in our church again, we will never come back. Wow. Yeah. Wow. They were like pissed because it's associated with the union and they're like people still neo ups- Confederates. People are still upset about like the in Louisiana, people are still like Confederates. N- no one that I knew was, but apparently there were that's, people at my church who were absolutely insane. legitimately Confederates. And like to the point where you'd be pissed hearing a song that was sung over a hundred years ago in the Civil War. I, that, I can't even imagine that. I I can't fathom being so pissed about something that happened that long before I was born. You know, yeah, like seriously, there are tragedies, but I don't get pissed about the Titanic. You know, well, I'm not standing here before you telling you that I hate potatoes because they killed lots of people. The potato famine epidemic. was a tragedy. <laughs> I tell you, I hate potatoes because I don't like the way they taste. Uh, potatoes are good. No, potatoes suck. Okay, well, that's not the point. Anyway, there are racists out there, but it's a vast minority, you know? Yeah. Is that a, is that a good way to phrase that? A I vast think it is. Minority? It, is, it is a vast minority. It's a very large minority. That's a weird syntax, but like... like but like, what I mean is like, the th- South is very large, and yeah. it is the minority. Yeah. Okay. It makes sense. But like... Yeah, I don't know. I Blanket statements really frustrate but, me, which is why I like Black Klansmen, because it doesn't make any. 
Yeah, because there's Adam Driver's character. Adam Driver's character is the best part of that movie, I think. Yeah. Other than the David Duke phone calls. The David Duke phone calls. Those were just perfect. Yeah. Especially the last one. The last one is like beautiful payoff. And that Adam Driver's character is Jewish works so well with everything that's going on. I mean, it's, I guess I can't give them credit for that because it's a true story, but like it was really well written and directed and everything. Yeah, I think, I don't know how much of it stuck to the true story, but like, you know, it's based on a book. Yeah. That's based on a true story. So I'm sure they blurred some, some lines and made (laughs) some changes, but like it's, it's really well written. It's beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful. Did we mention all of the best picture nominations? Uh, uh, No, there's, there's three more. Uh, did you see Vice? I did not. I have not either. I the only reason I cared is it's Christopher Nolan, yeah. No, it's Christian Bale. Oh, it's Christian Bale. It's not Christopher Nolan. I don't think so. Did he? I direct thought I would it? have known that. Did he no. direct it? No, I Look mean Christian up. Bale. Did Christian Bale direct it? Oh no, he, he stars in it. it. He's Mitch McConnell. When he got the Golden Globe for it, um, oh, it's Adam McKay, who did, is uh, directed uh, Big Lebowski. I, I haven't seen that. I think he directed, no, no, Big Short. Oh, haven't seen that either. I haven't seen any big things. Well, that, oh, that sounds weird. Yeah, The Big Short. (laughs) He directed The Big Short and the Anchorman movies and Step Brothers. Oh, he directed Ant-Man. So from what I understand, it's somewhat a comedy though, right? Vice? Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. I haven't seen it, but like it, I, so it looked like a comedy. If it's not a comedy, I'd be surprised. But, um... Christian Bale received a Golden Globe for his performance in that. And my favorite part of his his acceptance speech was thanking Satan for inspiration for the character. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Wow. (laughs) Christian Bale is a very funny person. And his English accent is so intense hearing him speak. And it's startling because he always has an American accent in movies. You know? I didn't realize he was British. Oh, you, he's got like a thick Cockney accent. Oh, that's hilarious. Like, you need to listen to him speak. It's I, funny. I'll go look up his, his, you said Golden Globes? Yeah. I'll go look it up. Speaking of Golden Globes, little side tangent. Robert Redford was wronged. He was nominated for Best Actor in Golden Globes, and he didn't get it. Serious, serious mistake there. <laughs> Who did win? Um, It was Rami Malek for Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh, well, I mean... I can't speak on I, that. I'm biased. Rami Malek is like, I absolutely love him. So mm-hmm. I'm a little bit biased. But like, if we're going by the characters that they were nominated for, Robert Redford definitely should have won. Okay. So now that we've gone through all of the nominations. Well, there's two more. A Star is Born and Roma, <laughs> which I don't, I don't want to spend too much time on it, but like, fuck A Star is Born. I haven't seen it. Haven't seen it either. I don't care. Fuck A Star is Born. Um, when we were going to see... I think it was mid nineties, a preview played for a star is born. And I turned to you and said, that looks like the most generic movie I've ever seen. (laughs) Yeah. We both agreed that it looked like shit. Yeah. It might've just been a really bad trailer, but if it was, I mean like get it together. I heard heard (laughs) on one of the other podcasts I listened to one of the people I was, that was talking was saying that it was just kind of an okay movie. And I, that's kind of what I got from it was it just seemed like an okay movie. And like it, the whole point of it is music. Yeah. And like Lady Gaga has a, a wonderful voice. Yeah. Okay. But the songs in that movie suck. I know because they play them on the radio and they're stupid. I avoid the radio. I had to listen to it for a little bit when my phone was broken, which was frustrating because all I do is just listen to High Hopes by Panic at the Disco and Better Now by Post Malone. Those were the two songs that I'd be like, okay, I guess I'll stay on this. You know? That's it? Did you do like anything else? Um, what was that? Because I listen to the radio playing? on a daily basis. Why do you use the radio? You have an aux cord. Yeah, I get tired of my own music. Uh, I find like one song that I like out of the ones that they play, and then I look up that artist. I'll find uh, 21 Pilot songs like occasionally, and then I'll listen to those, you know? Yeah. Um, anyway, this is a tangent. So I haven't seen Roma either. I I kind of meant to because it's on Netflix, so I might as well. Oh, it but is? It's, yeah. I didn't realize. Yeah, it, it premiered on Netflix. Oh, that's kind of 
dumb slash cool. I don't know which one I think it is. Yeah. Anyway, but I have to be in the right mood to watch a movie that is in a different language. And also it's complete, (laughs) complete crap that (laughs) Roma got nominated for best picture and best foreign picture. Like, yeah, that's really weird. I think that's stupid. So now we need to talk about snubs because there were many this year. So oh, yes, many. So many. Uh, should we, we talk about the one, two we've already mentioned, mid-90s? Mid-90s. And uh, Old Man and the Gun. The Old Man and the Gun. Eighth grade. Eighth grade, which I still haven't seen. It was phenomenal. Because Bo Burnham like knocked it out of the park. It got a 99% on Rotten Tomatoes. That like never happens. I only heard good things about it, but I still haven't seen it. So. There's 1% of the population doesn't like that movie. How can it not be like worthy of at least a nomination? 1% you know? of the population that saw that movie. Yeah. It's, Which, not, it's not like 1% of 7 billion people don't like that movie. Well, I feel like that's a fair... No, it's a large demographic that's seen it, I'd imagine. Because it aired f- fairly... It was a wide release. Sure, yeah. Uh, so I feel like that's a good um, poll size, you know? Yeah, yeah. So all of these movies are so much better than Black Panther, you know? Or Green Book. Green Book I liked, but it wasn't worthy. <laughs> okay, and here's the deal. I like Rami Malek a lot. I really enjoyed Bohemian Rhapsody, but it is not best picture material. It was long and it dragged. It really did. Like all, I couldn't bet eighth grade, but at least the other two for sure. Mm -hmm. Mid nineties and old man and the gun, 100% better movies. And also all of these movies that we have just talked about that should have gotten best picture, the directors, how about they get like best director or something? You know, one of them because the directing was so good in all of them, you know, like David Lowry, Killed it with the old man and the gun. The pacing was so good. I don't think I've seen a movie that has better pacing than that movie. Because it's like, it feels slow, but you're engaged the whole time and like you care. It's never it, like it boring. It never drags. It yeah. never drags. That it's movie is perfect. It's consistent throughout. And mid-90s, such a good movie. There's not a dull moment in oh, it. Oh, we forgot A Quiet Place. A Quiet Place. Okay. Which got a nomination for best sound editing or something like that. Which is fair. It had really, really good sound design. Oh, sure. But like... It should have gotten more recognition. It should have just gotten something better Because than it was that. like... Come on. It was a phenomenon. Everyone spoke about it. Everyone liked it. You know? I recommended it to my parents. And they're like, that was a really good movie. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, everybody was talking about it for the longest time. People that don't like horror or suspense or any of that... It was just genuinely loved by everyone. And John Krasinski, like, knocked it out of John the park. John Krasinski is a gift to, yeah. to humans. Like, he didn't get, like, best screenplay because it's such a good idea. And that he, and that it's his debut, too, you know? Yeah. Uh, it makes me mad talking about all these great movies that came out last year and that none of them are being adequately recognized. I mean, you can't really do anything about it, but, like, I think we're just realizing every year what we already knew, and that's that the Academy doesn't actually care about excellent filmmaking. It's all politics, which is just stupid. Like, recognize films that are good, not films that have good intentions. I'm still pissed that La La Land didn't win Best Picture. You know? It's still sore. Moonlight was a good movie, though. I never saw it. I watched it after the fact. I don't think it... I never saw La La Land, Oh, but I went because it's not on any streaming services. If it's not on a streaming service and I didn't see it in theaters, I probably haven't seen it. Okay. Well, hang on. We need to just buy La La Land and watch it then. We need to buy a lot of movies and just watch it. Like Upgrade? I really wanted to see that. Ooh, me too. I didn't get to see it. American Animals? I didn't get to see that either. Okay. We need to like make a list and then just watch movies and talk about them on here. Oh, what, hey, while we're talking about movies and nominations and like the oh. best movies, what are your worst movies of the year? Ooh, I don't know. Hang on, I need to think about that. Because I have one. Oh, go ahead. Did you see the new Robin Hood? No. I thought it looked like shit, though. 
It is, and it's beautiful. I love that movie because it's so bad. It is so bad. And the saddest thing is Taron Egerton and Jamie Foxx. I don't like Jamie Foxx. I hate Jamie Foxx. Okay. Taron Egerton. Edgerton? Is it Edgerton? I thought it was Egerton. Wow. Whatever. That dude. The dude that plays Eggsy. Yeah, yeah. He is like one of my favorite actors from like two years ago. Wait. Hang on. I'm sorry to interrupt you and like completely derail the conversation, but was Baby Driver last year? No, that was 2016. Okay, my bad. It was 2016? It was 2016. I thought it was 2017. I'm pretty certain it was 2016. Let me check. It feels a lot newer. Maybe just because I've only seen it recently. Oh, no, it was 2017. My bad. Okay. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say like, he's one of my favorite actors of like two years ago. Uh And... He's awful. I hate Jamie Foxx. He did such a good job. Oh, he did? Crazy. Like, that's probably the best I've ever seen him. I did not see Django Unchained, just like... Oh, he was in that. That's right. he's the main character. Like, I have not seen it. Oh, wow. But, like, I should, but, like, I still haven't seen it. There's a bunch of movies that, like, people shouldn't take my opinion seriously until I've seen them that I haven't seen. But, like, that's one of them. But, like, I don't like Jamie Foxx. I feel like... Actually, we're doing that a lot on this particular podcast because we're talking about all the Oscar nominations. So like, we haven't seen any of these, but Black Klansmen, but all the others are much worse. Uh, well, but I, I have seen, I've seen Bohemian Rhapsody and you saw Green Book. Yeah. We both saw the trailer for Star Wars. Saw the trailer for Star Wars and thought it looked stupid. Yeah. I have people that I trust out there saying that it was stupid. And, and we're then, judging movies by their covers. That's what we're going to do. I like to judge movies by their trailers. I said covers. Yeah. I guess posters. Trailers? Trailers. I don't know. But like, that's what we're doing here. So let's roll with it. Oh, speaking of like best picture stuff, Hell or High Water is on Netflix now. Oh, for real? Yeah. I don't really want to see that. We need to like plan a time to just like binge watch a bunch of movies. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll do that when we're not on the podcast because that'd be really <laughs> boring. <laughs> <laughs> to just binge watch on the podcast. Oh, we could do like a riff tracks thing. That'd be really difficult. Never mind. It'd be too much editing. Uh, someone walked in downstairs. I had a door open. Yeah, it's like almost five, but we still we're still at forty five minutes, so we'll keep going. Okay. Um, where were we? We were. I was talking about least favorite movies. Least favorite. Oh. You know what I saw the first one and liked and thought the second one looked terrible? I'm going to guess it was like Incredibles? No, Incredibles 2 was all right. Okay. I liked it. Yeah. I didn't mind that I got a nomination for Best Animated. I don't want it to win, but I didn't mind that I got nominated. You know? Okay, yeah. Okay, what, were, what was it then? Equalizer 2. I did not see either one. The first one was pretty fun, you know? It was Denzel Washington being like cool like beating up people, protecting right. hookers, all that stuff, right? The second one looked just so bad, like genuinely terrible. And Denzel Washington is a fantastic actor. He's incredible, you know? Like, no, Remember the Titans that. is one of the greatest movies oh, yes. just ever, you yes, know? Yes, indeed. We've had long conversations about that movie several times. Yeah. I don't mind talking about it again. We're on the podcast now. Yeah. Um, Oh, such a good movie. Everything about it is so... Well, okay. That's not the point. Anyway. <laughs> Equalizer 2 looked terrible. It, like... Was it directed by the same person? Can you look that up? I can look it up. I don't, I don't know. I don't know who directed the first one. The first one I enjoyed. I thought it was a good movie. I didn't think it was phenomenal. But, like, it was, it was fun, you know? There was a scene in like knockoff Home Depot, you know, because it's in a movie, so they couldn't have real Home Depot. Right. Where he just is beating up people with hardware supplies, and it's really, really fun, you know? But the second one just looks stupid. There were like jokes in the trailer. I'm like, that wasn't even who wrote that, you know? It is the same director. Oh, wow. What's happened to him? I mean, it's been four years between them. Yeah, and Denzel Washington's getting old. 
He's not yeah, that that's, old. That's, he's getting there. I don't know how old he is. He looks a lot younger than he is, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. He, he seems looks, like he looks pretty young. But I don't know. He's uh, been around for so long. 64. Though. Oh, dang. I would not have guessed that by looking at him. I have thought like late 50s. Nope. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. He looks way younger. <laughs> he looks good. But I guess that's what actors do, you know? They, yeah, they look, Tom Cruise will never die. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. American Made was a great movie, but I think that was 2017. Oh, Mission Impossible Fallout came last year. Oh, did it? It was good. I didn't watch it. I haven't seen a single Mission Impossible movie. Oh, watch the third one. The third one is the best one because Philip Seymour Hoffman's in it, and he's so good. I miss him, you know, since he OD'd and everything. Yeah. Poor guy. Uh, he was good. A moment of silence for Philip Seymour Hoffman. Oh, I was going to talk to you about music videos. Oh, yeah. I watched that one that you sent me. Oh, yeah. Did you like it? I did. I don't think I fully understood it. There were like some things that I'm like, what's happening there? But I think I got like the general. Okay, what was it called? So we can like tell people what we're talking about. It was uh, the new great depression. That was the oh, band. Yeah. The new great depression. Wait, no, that was the, song. the moth and the flame. Yeah. The moth and the flame. Is the band. Their music video for the new great depression is like this kid being followed around by this monster. Yeah. And like at first he's scared of him and then he becomes friends with him and then basically he becomes him, but then he has the monster following him around again at the end of it. Yeah. And, and everybody everyone. has a monster that follows them around. It's really interesting. I like it a lot. I think, did you see the music video for uh, 21 pilot song chlorine? We spoke about this. It's yes. Oh, we terrible. did. Yeah. It's a horrible music video, but I feel like they were trying to get the same like feeling yeah. as this one. And that's why when I watched it, I was like, I was like, this is good. This is what they wanted, but they couldn't get, they tried too hard to make it look good because the the Moth and the Flames music video, it's very like stylized and intentionally like it's not like CGI. It's like practical. It's just like a dude in a in a monster suit. Yeah. And like his eyes glow, but that's it. Yeah. And like the 21 Pilots Chlorine music video has like this little CGI gremlin dude. Who's like skin with no hair and like it's weird. He's terrible. You can t it doesn't even look like he's touching the ground. He looks like he something from an early two thousands movie, like one of those B movies, a that, low budget early two thousands movie. Yeah, one of those ones that Disney made but didn't really care about. You know, a made for TV Disney movie. Yeah, yeah, like it's those ones so that you'd see trailers for on VHS and you'd be like, huh. And it really disappointed me because I love that song and I was waiting for the music video. Like I would legitimately, when the album first, like when they first released like the music video for, I think Jumpsuit was the first one they released a music video for. Yeah, that was a good music video. When they video. released the, the three music videos based on Dima. Yeah, those were great. I was like, oh my goodness, I can't wait for Chlorine. And they then were I like, saw it and I was like, Chlorine, oh my goodness. And I watched it and I was like, what? the fuck is this shit yeah it like it dropped off so much because those ones were like really like good looking and cinematic and i was like this is cool like they built a cool universe and everything oh, yeah. i was like are they gonna play off of that and then i watched it and i was like what what's who thought this was a good idea <laughs> yeah no no and then i watched um 21 savage released a music video last week and it was on trending and it's actually really good it's really good it's in four by three and it's like stylized like mid 90s style oh neat but it's like um set i guess it's set earlier than that like in the the 40s but it's like a big family reunion in this mansion and he's like singing about uh how people don't know how he was raised or like who he is they don't understand him i've never listened to him but send me i should understand it to you if i can find it have you seen the Wycliffe Jean music video? No, I don't know what that I is. I forget who it's by. Um, you can look that up. It's some rapper, some stupid rapper. I don't like the song at all. But the music video is one of the best music videos ever made. It's so good. Because what happened is the rapper who has this song hires someone to direct his music video, right? 
And he's like, here's what I want to do. And he's like laying out a vision over the phone and you hear the recording of that at the beginning of it. And then he just never shows up to the shoot. The rapper doesn't show up. So then the director's like, you know what? And he makes this music video about how the rapper didn't show up. And he has like text cards in it. And like, this is what was supposed to happen. It's so funny. Cause he's just throwing shade at the person whose music video it is. <laughs> so you'll have to, you'll have to send it to me sometime if you can find it. And the, the director has such a good sense of humor and it got the music video got tons of views because it is this. So it turned out better for the rapper that he's just a dick and doesn't show up for his own music video. Do shoot. you think that was like planned or was that just like, that's the story of that music video? That no, this is what happened. Wow. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the, there's one shot of him in the whole music video and it's of him. It's completely different from the rest of the music video. It's him in front of a plane eating Cheetos as he sings the song and it has nothing to do with the rest of the music video, any of the footage <laughs> shot. And he's like, yeah, this was his idea. No, <laughs> it's <yeah>. so stupid. <laughs> no. Yeah. The, uh, the 21 Savage, it's, uh, the music video for a lot by 21 Savage featuring Travis Scott, I think, or Jake, no, J Cole featuring J Cole. And, uh, it's, it's pretty good. It's not like funny or interesting, like the 21 pilots music videos or the one I sent you. Um, but it's, it's like really well produced and like really intriguing. I sent you, uh, the three silhouette music videos by Aquilo. And oh you, yeah. Yeah. I watched those. I think those are really, really good music videos. Um, they do something in them that normally bugs me when there's like a cut from the music and then there's like talking or there's like a extended talking portion before the music starts. But I think of it more as like a short film than a music video. I, like I like the songs and I listen to them on their own. Right. Yeah. But I think of the, the music videos separately and they're very, very good and like well-directed. I think the main thing is that a lot of times the, when people try and do that, it doesn't work out very well. Yeah. Like, um, the music video for all the stars by Kendrick Lamar has, I don't think it has a pause, but it has like some changes to the song that just don't sound as good. And it drives me crazy. The music video for, uh, when we were young, wait, no, when you were young, sorry. How did I mess that up? By The Killers. Do you know that song? No, I don't, I don't listen to The Killers. I'm sure you've heard it. It's one of their big ones, like Mr. Brightside, you know? It's like, uh, I, haven't I heard said Mr. He, doesn't look a, he doesn't look a thing like Jesus, but he talks like a gentleman. Have you not heard that? I don't think so. Well, I'll play it for you sometime. It's good. Okay. It's a great song. I love that song so much. But there's five minutes of like, footage Five before minutes? the music video starts. The music is only three minutes long. Yeah. I don't know who thought that was a good idea, you know? And generally their music videos are pretty good. Like the one for Miss Atomic Bomb is really cool. It's got like animation and stuff. I don't know why they made it that way. Oh, this, <laughs> the, another thing that happened this week is another music video that came out that I watched was um, Travis Scott released the music video for... Oh, I don't remember what song it was. Um, it was on trending as well. I just go to trending sometimes. Yeah. I don't know. It's, a lot of people hate trending now because it's like, I don't know, trailers and stuff, not like actual YouTubers. I don't mind that it's trailers and stuff though. Cause I'm not going to know when that's trailers why, are that's released. Why I go to, that's yeah. why I go to trending. It's the only reason if the stuff I like pops up into my recommended. The only so other like, way I'll find out about movie trailers is if like Phil DeFranco mentions it in his, like his videos, you know? Right. Yeah. <laughs> it was, uh, let me see if I can find it. If I search Travis Scott, it'll pop up cause it was on trending. Can't say it was for can't say. And, uh, the music video, I don't know who thought of this. Uh -huh. Probably Travis Scott. Um, <laughs> It sucks. It is just him and a bunch of other dudes on dirt bikes driving down a road the entire time doing wheelies and shit. That's it. Speaking of Travis Scott being stupid and stuff. Oh, the Super Bowl. Yeah, the Super Bowl happened. We are what dating this podcast hard. What the hell was going on with that? 
Okay, here's the deal. SpongeBob? What? Do you know why and he was there? And the fireball? Do you know why SpongeBob was there? No. There was a petition to play Sweet Victory at the Super Bowl halftime. What? In recognition of the creator of SpongeBob who died this year. I didn't know about that. He died this year. Oh. And people made this petition. It's one of the most signed petitions on change.org. And so I, they stuck SpongeBob in, but they didn't play Sweet Victory. That's stupid. Like people were pissed, man. They just went straight into sicko mode. I had no idea what was going on. I didn't either until after. I was just watching it. And I was like, who, who direct, who thought this was good? Like, and then the fireball thing. I know the fireball was <laughs> laughably terrible. And Adam Levine, he looks so uncomfortable the whole show. He looked uncomfortable and he can't sing. <laughs> and that choir that came in that was really bad. Why, why did they come in at all? I was confused. Where, who were they and why were they there? I don't know. There was a drum line. What? <laughs> also, um, Travis Scott doesn't sound good without auto-tune. And neither does Adam Levine. So we had two headliners that can't sing without auto-tune singing into microphones that were not auto-tuned. I didn't know who Big Boy was. Me neither. I still have no idea. I'd heard his song before, but I was like, oh, cool. They got someone I've never heard of for the Super Bowl. <laughs> that was the <laughs> lamest halftime show, I think, in the past, like, 10 years. And I'm not typically a big fan of the Super Bowl halftime shows. I don't usually They're, watch them at all, but like, I'm not like the target audience for them, you know? Oh, yeah, I'm too hipstery. Not. But like this one was like appalling. Well, but here's the deal. <laughs> I love Travis Scott. I absolutely love Travis Scott. Uh -huh. I listen to his album. I listen to his old stuff. Uh -huh. I love him. He does not do live performances because he can't actually oh, sing. He, he doesn't. He like, does. Do he them? does. But like oh. they're, they suck. Oh, I see. I thought you were saying like he just refused to tour. I'm no, like, like how does that happen? <laughs> no, like people people pay lots of money to go see him. His shows always sell out. But I don't understand why because he sucks live. His entire shtick is that he uses like a bajillion tons of <laughs> of auto tune on all of his songs, and it's good. Uh -huh. But it's not like it's not like you don't go listen to him sing live. He couldn't even rap his own song. Yeah, like, um, I'm a big fan of Bleachers, Jack Antonoff from Fun. He's he's really good. He's got good albums. Yeah. Um, but if you like listen to live recordings of him, he can't sing very well. Like he does, he passes it off in production to make it sound like he can, and it's not like noticeable auto tune. But I'd never go. I'd never pay to see him perform live. Well, that's how Adam Levine is too. Yeah, because like I just found that out during the Super Bowl because. <laughs> That was horrible. You know what's really funny is that he's a coach on The Voice, and he I can't know, sing. He can't sing. <laughs> the funniest thing for me is that we were singing along because they played some old Maroon Five songs at the beginning, some really old stuff. Yeah, that one with the lights. We sang it better. <laughs> we were singing it better, and I was like, "These people aren't musicians. Like, we're not." I mean, I sing, but like. You're famous. Also, I feel bad for the rest of Maroon 5, those people who no one knows who they are. Who are they? I don't know who they are. Me neither. Yeah. But those people, they're associated with Maroon 5. Well, I guess no one's going to be like, ah, you suck, because they don't know who they are. Oh, I mean, everyone is still going to be like, oh, Maroon 5, because Maroon 5 is way too famous to be to go down because of that. Yeah. It's just going to be Adam Levine and Travis Scott and whoever that other guy was. Big boy. Who? Big boy. Who? I don't know. Exactly. <laughs> um, also, they played Girls Like You. That's a bad song. Oh, no. I hate that song so much. It, I, I grew to hate it a lot when I was listening to the radio for that brief stint, you know? Yeah. Because nothing happens. It just... Girls like you, girls, girls like, with guys girls like me, me to Sunday nah, nah, when I come nah, through. I need a girl like you, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a boring song, and it's on the radio so much. Like, it doesn't make much sense. And like the music video got like a lot of praise for like having all those I prominent females I and, and stuff. See it. 
basically it just the camera went in a circle like they did in the halftime show around him, you know. But there was a, like a group of people in the middle, and it was That's just like kind of dumb. And it was just like women who are of note. So he's like talking about girls like you, but then it's like strong female role models that are prominent. Well, that's not even what the song's about. Yeah, it didn't. It wasn't well thought out. The song is like, the song is basically like, hey, when I come through, I'm going to need a one night stand, baby. (laughs) That's basically, that's what I got from it. Is that not what it's about? That's what it seems like it's about. Hopefully not, because it had Millie Bobby Brown in the music video, and that'd be creepy as hell. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that would be really weird. But like, that's what I got from the song. (laughs) What time is it? Um, it is 5.16 and we've been going for an hour and one minute. All right. This is a abrupt stop. So long, Bobby. So long, Bobby. It was, it was good talking to you. It's been real. We have to go do another play performance. Bye. Bye.